All right. Good evening, every. Wow. Okay. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to Lost in the Long Box for Wednesday, November sixth. This is a good book, uh, Enos. So glad you brought that in. Enos just brought a really nice book in for show and tell. Um, anyway, what was I? What was I saying? Oh yeah, Lost in the Long Box, Wednesday, <laughs> November sixth. I'm your host, Rando. I got all my partners in crime here. Enos, Tommy, and I think you might have me this week because you made Randy stutter with the look of that book. <laughs> and and, and Madman uh, back there working the boards. Yeah, sure. Um, I just want to say, give you an engineer's note uh, for those of you watching on YouTube. I uh, just want to let you know that uh, the software may crap out in the middle of the show, so uh, just hang on. I'll, I'll try to get it back up and running as soon as possible. Okay, and that does remind me, if you are listening to the podcast live, remember we also do it on YouTube live, and we do some show and tell of the books from our collection. So you're going to want to go on YouTube, watch us live, click the little notification bell so we know you're out there, and we can give a yell out to you. Um, all right, we got any uh, news items you guys want to discuss? Madman's bringing over the... Uh, the ad can't the, the ad wow I am just flabbergasted alright let's just start all over again flustered there even right uh, Madman brought it over to ad copy for Enos to read later see I'll get this out yes. alright news items uh, so Tommy there's at least you and I were talking about this earlier today there's at least three of them <laughs> that came out um, this week or maybe mm-hmm. in the last uh, week I'm sorry. about the casting for the Batman movie yes one is Colin Farrell is going to be playing the Penguin I, I don't know how happy I am about I, that. I, I am not happy with that I, at I, all. I, I like Colin match. Farrell. I like Colin Farrell. I think he's a good actor, but um, I, I think he's too good looking to be the Penguin. Right. Uh, okay. Yeah. The guy well, that well, they you know, got tapped to play Alfred should be playing the Penguin and, if you Andy really want to know well, the truth about and it. And Andy Serkis was playing Alfred Pennyworth. I like Andy Serkis. Um, he's a great actor. I just don't see him being Alfred, Alfred No, You're right. He'd be better off oh, as the penguin. the penguin. Because he is very underrated playing the villain or the heavy, as we as it was clearly demonstrated in Black Panther when he played Ulysses Claw. And uh, I just, when I read that, I was like, I could see reverse. I could see Colin Farrell playing Alfred. Alfred. Right. Then I could see... And um, I can't Andy see Serkis. Colin Farrell playing Alfred either. Well, remember, Andy Serkis also did all the motion capture for Gollum. Yeah. 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 So, great actor. And another one, and this one just dropped a couple days ago, and this might be the one that you have. Um, Matthew McConaughey yes. as, as uh, uh, Harvey, Dent. Harvey, Dent. Harvey Dent. I could see that. I could, I could, oh, yeah. I, I could see that. A th- three, um, four words, a time to kill. All right, all right, all right. <sighs> I'm just not a I'm just not a Matthew McConaughey fan. We're gonna we're gonna try this case. All and, right, all right, all right. And, and you know what? It's all because of those stupid Lincoln commercials. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. Anybody else want to just run him over with the Lincoln? No, I think that's a little extreme. No, not, extreme. Extreme. not, not at all. Not at all. Say hi to James. Hi hey, James. Hey, James. What's going on? How's it going, brother? Uh, so actually, James gave me a really good idea for a show that we're going to do um, on the not. I mean, we got everything worked out for the next couple of months, but I'm going to add right. it to our uh, list of things we're going to discuss. And I think we're actually uh, see if we can't set up making it a call-in episode too. Okay. Oh, cool. Um, so I'm going to have to work that out with Ek and Madman ahead of time. Um, other news. So this one kind of just uh, made me go, huh? And it's actually going to lead into another story that I want to talk about earlier, um, Tommy. So apparently, Batgirl issue 40 introduced a new Oracle. Yes. Um, Francine. Um, Frankie Charles, apparently, mm-hmm. is going to be the new Oracle. Now, you remember where she came from? Be- uh, no, I don't. Because I, I actually read this. Um, I was reading this series at the time. Back when New 52 did the whole um, Burnside Batgirl, when she started walking again and she moved out of Gotham, Right. Frankie was the roommate she had. 
Okay. Oh. And it turns out that Frankie and her were friends from physical therapy because, like Barbara, she also has a physical disability and has to walk with crutches. Okay. Um, but it was just a little. I seem to vaguely remember her now. Yeah. It's just a little oh, yeah. too convenient that she's also a computer engineer and operator and she's going to be the new Oracle. And I think um, in one of the pictures they show, she's even got red hair. I'm like, really? Can, can we at least like, go blonde I mean, or something? You know? Something. Be original. But. There's a reason this concerns me, which I'll get into another story when we get down to it, um, because I want to have a bit of a discussion on this. So keep in mind, new Oracle, Frankie, um, Charles, and Batgirl, issue 40. Did you see, and these are really nice, so you know those Tales from the Dark Side comics that DC's been been doing, Nightfall, and then Death of Superman came out? Mm -hmm. So the next one, I think, is Blackest Night. But we're also going to be doing one for Teen Titans Judas Contract, which I can't wait for. But did, yeah, have you yeah. seen the cover for that? Did you see Amazing. the beautiful Stanley Archer Lau cover mm, for that one with wow. Raven and one the Starfire? Incredible. They are inc- awesome. Incredible. I mean, just I went to his website. Just the basic cover itself was forty dollars. Wow. That's not if you're going to buy the Virgins or any of the other specials. But they looked really nice. Yeah, they look incredible. Um, so that was. Uh, Something I noted, and it's funny because I've been complaining about the alternate covers, but every once in a while I see one, especially if it's a, an Art Gem cover or a Derek Chu cover, like on the Supergirls, mm-hmm. and I've been getting the variants instead of the regular cover. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, That you know, those are both very talented. And, you know, a good Adam Hughes cover is uh, always, always, a, not, always a win, too. Always a win, too. You know, I, 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 don't, I don't typically buy alternate covers, but some of them do have some, some pretty nice... I'll if, buy a B cover for cover price in a heartbeat. If it's but. a book I'm already reading, yeah. I'll, I'll buy the alternate cover of it. I rarely, rarely buy an alternate cover of a book that I don't read. Yeah, if, if I can get it for like cover price, sure. Like the B cover, like like you said, the Supergirl variant covers that that you know cost me three ninety nine. Yep, absolutely. If it's a better cover, am I gonna drop twenty bucks on a Virgin variant of something? Probably not. Right. Um, so I got very light um, news items this week. Um, kind of a, a slow news week, as they like to say. Not that it was a slow news week, there's just not a lot of stuff that I thought was fantastic. Yeah. I noticed that uh, Marvel's going to milk the reader again, and Wolverine number one is going to be a double sized issue with two mm. stories. And 87 covers. <laughs> and 87 covers. I think actually Marvel has calmed down on the covers. Okay, 52 covers. 52 covers. <laughs> no, that would be a DC thing, remember? Okay, 45. Okay, so closer. Yep. So. Now, this thing I want to get into, um, which I don't know why I didn't notice this when it first got announced a couple of weeks ago. Somehow, I just glossed right over it. But before I get to this new story, so Tommy and Enos, you've seen what's been going on over in the DC yep. universe lately, right? All mm-hmm. the dark yep. stuff with that Year of the Villains and yeah. Perpetua mm-hmm. yeah. and Tales of the Dark Multiverse with the whole source wall being broken open. Right, right. So it's pretty obvious there's going to be a reboot coming. Right. It seems right. that way, yeah. But... Have you heard about this thing called DC 5G? Yes. And do you know what it is? They're going to be rebooting characters. I know that they were going to be uh, changing Batman, uh, Superman. Who else? All of them. All of them, yeah. So, so far, it looks like Luke Fox, not Lucius Fox, but his son Luke Luke. Fox is going to be Batman. John Kent is going to be accelerated age again to take the role of Superman. Um, This new comic that's coming out, Far Sector, with that Green Lantern apparently is going to be the Green Lantern. Um, there's also talk that Wonder Woman and Aquaman are both being replaced. Flash is getting replaced, but yet it's not Bart Allen. <laughs> it's going to be uh, Captain Boomerang's son, I think, because he had yeah. like, a, a super speed thing. But here's my problem with this. This reminds me a lot 
of like the Marvel Now initiative where everybody got changed when we yes. had the influence Iron Man and Ironheart and, yep. and all those. So if you do it for a short time, like it's a, an event, I'll be right behind it. That's fine with that. But this is going to be like a permanent thing that's going to drag on for two years. Man, I don't want no part of it. I might be done with you, DC. Well, I'm yeah, going to tell I mean, you I'll what after this. I'm I'll sorry, Todd. Go ahead, Todd. I, I I'll see how it goes. You know, check out. You know, check it out and see how it goes. Oh, I'm going to give it a shot because yeah. at least DC is consistent on doing new things. The thing of it is where the pain in the butt comes in is how long they drag it out because we all know new 52 got dragged out way too way long. longer than it should have but but here's the thing i don't i don't know i even want to give it a shot i didn't do any of the marvel u when they rebooted those characters no and, and changed them all i didn't either i don't think it's really going to affect too much what what i read oh no, from, oh, no. On, on, on what i've you know on I, books I'm reading. I read an, another article that supposedly black label is their backup plan so they're going to be doing $8 um, series for where the Bruce Wayne Batman or the Kal-El Superman or the Bart, uh, Bart, the Barry Allen or Wally West Flash. just haven't said which one. But supposedly while they're running these regular titles, we're going to get oversized um, prestige titles of the regular characters where they can charge me 8 bucks an issue. Mm. Which I'm all for the Black Label titles. That some of them have been really fantastic. Oh, yeah. Um, in fact, I don't think I've seen one outside of the uh, Superman year one that I hated. Um, all of them have been pretty good, but if that's going to be your regular pattern for them afterwards, is that you put them all in uh, five gen characters for three ninety nine, and you're going to charge me $8 to see the characters I like? I don't know about this. Yeah, that'd be a little too much. This might be my camel straw here. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we'll see what happens, you know. If, it, if it's not good, I won't buy it, you know. Simple as that. So speaking of Black Label, th this is pretty awesome. Uh, I read that um, Harleen, issue three of Harleen has been pushed back a week. Of course. Be well, you know why? Because hmm. apparently issue two sold really good. Uh -huh. And they wanted to give retailers an extra time to up their order. Ah, uh, okay, okay. Which I'm actually still reading, Harleen number two. I've, I picked up last week. I'm midway through it and... Other things were interfering as I was actually reading the thing. I haven't picked that up, but I'm definitely looking forward to Harley Joker Criminal Sanity, too. Oh, yeah, that is such a beautiful book. Amazing book. That first one was fantastic. Yeah, here's, here's hoping the, the others are, are going to be just as good. Yeah. And I think that one, I think that one might be eight issues, seven or eight issues. I believe, it's, some, I, I believe I read somewhere where it's nine. Yeah, it could be. Well, I think it's, it's a, nine. It's thinner, too. Yeah. Which I noticed they did the same thing last week with... Uh, Joker Killing Smile by Jeff Lemire. Mm. Same, mm. same type of thing. It was $8 and half the size. So, all right, I'm going to go on a little bit of a tirade here. Do you think? Here we go. So, whenever we do our news items, we obviously are going to other websites to find stuff that interests us so we can tell you guys about it. Because, let's be honest, you guys may not be going out and checking some of the news and you want to hear some of the inter interesting things that are out there. <clears throat> there are two particular websites out there. I don't know if I want to call them out by name or not. We've never done it before, but I'm really, really tempted to do so tonight. Let me take a wild guess because there are a couple that get under my skin as well. But I don't know if they're getting under your skin the same reason they get under my skin. I agree. Okay. Um, so I'm not, I'm not going to call them out, but you guys will probably know who they are if you've ever been to them. I cannot read a single article without getting three or four ad pop-ups. Mm -hmm. One oh, to the left, man. one I to the know. right, two to the bottom. And it's every freaking article. Yep. And I can't even read the articles because I'm too busy closing ad windows. So, and the one site that did it, I said, okay, I'm done with you. I'm going to go to these other guys. And I swear to God, they just did the same thing. And I'm, and I'm not exaggerating. You click an article and you get 
an ad playing to the left, you get one to the bottom, you get one to the right, and, and I have one, to close them. You right. go to the next article, same thing. There's an ad to the right, one to the bottom, one to the left. Guys, if you're advertisers to the point that you have to bombard me with ads every freaking time I open up an article, you need to really relook at your advertising or something because I don't know how people do it. Well, I agree with you 100% because when you're trying to read an article, especially one that's of genuine interest to you, it's like the, the ads pop up in the areas or right on top of the story right. as you're reading it. And then by the time you um, pop all of them off, the phone for your – like for example, I use my phone. Your phone frees up. Then you got to um, wait for it and reboot and all that good kind or, of stuff. Or worse shit, as I'm trying to read the article, I'm hearing some chick over here on this thing talking about Latuda and her sleep deprivation. Oh and I'm like, God. I don't want to listen to this or, exactly. or whatever the ad is. I'm thinking – it's just horrible. There's one site out there, and I'll majorspoilers.com doesn't do that. I can right. read an article, and I don't get bombarded with ads. So way to go, right. major spoilers. Um, but these other guys, I'm I'm done with you, man. I I hope your service go down in a blaze of glory. <laughs> it's it's ridiculous. Now, is that the same reason you hate them? Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> and, and 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 plus, their content sometimes just isn't. Uh, you'd be like, like what? There's a lot of rumor out there uh, on all of the sites, not just the two that I hate, but mm -hmm. even Major Spoilers, a couple of the others out there. There are all a lot of rumors. Y you have to wait until you actually see whatever it is they were talking about come to fruition. But I'll take that over the alternative. Oh, yeah. Because remember, the only thing you had was like DC's direct currents yeah. or um, comic review or what have you. The little thing that came out once a month at, at your comic shop, and that was all the comic news you got. And, yeah. uh, and, plus, and plus the late limited Wizard magazine, which I wish was still in publication. Uh, oh, you know I what? Tommy and I were talking about that. I have a whole pile of those still. <laughs> I really want to do a show about Wizards. So what we need to do is I need to find a couple of the Wizards and Mad pull Man them out. Madman shaking his head. He wants to do and, it too. And go through them and see what was a hot article and then compare it to days. Did this come out the way they said or did right. it die like a year later? That's a good I, and I'm not kidding. I got a whole box of these things. Man. I have a feeling we're going to find most of their hot stuff as being dead. Yeah. Right. Especially from ninety, from like uh, from ninety six on, but like from ninety nine, <laughs> yeah, yeah, a lot of that stuff that we was right. that we was going gaga -ga over back then is dead and buried and like gathering dust somewhere. I really want to look at their um, price guides. Yes, oh, that's yeah, what yeah, I want to yeah, see. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's what I want to see. I would look look back on stuff and see stuff for like a hundred bucks that's worth thousands of dollars now. Because you know it's all you know it was all the books that were hot then. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so I just realized I didn't go to the comic shop today, and I bet I'm going to miss out on one of these. So go to the new issues here. Um, out from D.C. today, 80 years of the Flash hardcover for 40 bucks, just like they did 80 years of Detective and 80 oh, years yeah. of Action, and oh. I think they're getting ready to do one for Wonder Woman as well. Um, I would get that except for the fact that I've been buying all those things. So I, like, I have the Silver Age Flash um, archive thing. i got the four volumes of it. Mm -hmm. I've got like... I bought like the first four hardcover Flash archives. I'm like, I don't need yet another Flash hardcover book, you know? Um, also, and, and this one, I may pick this up, even though I don't care to read the other series. Infected King Shazam. Because, you know, Shazam gets infected with the whole um, the virus from the, uh, the Batman Who Laughs, oh. which is what the whole new Batman Superman series is, is dealing yeah. with that infection. Yeah, I might pick that up just, you know, on, on you know, strength of being a Shazam fan. Well... Last week was the Year of the Villain Black Adam. Yes, I haven't got that yet. But that I was a great I'm book. Get that. I, I missed out on that one last week. I, I went and bought a few books last well, week. Well, he deals specifically with King Shazam in that book. 
So that was a good story, too. It's one of the better year of the villain specials that came out. Legion of Superheroes, number one. Yeah, buddy. Came out yeah. today. Also, the Flight Ring is supposed to be in the stores today, mm -hmm. um, uh. which is weird because last week there was an article that said they released those early, but nobody had them. So <laughs> I guess released early meant that they came out of the manufacturer's warehouse a week early so they could have them for today. Over on the Marvel side, um, the relaunch of all the mutant stuff continues with new mutants and X-Force number one having both dropped today. Again. <laughs> Again, right? Again. So I actually need to go to our friend Troy and say, hey, man, I was only interested in the powers in the house. I don't want the rest of all the X-Crap. So I do have a couple of X-Books number ones here that I will probably be giving away to somebody. I'll bag them and board them, and then we'll give them away like next week or what have you. Um, I paid for them. You know, me not wanting is your gang type of thing. <laughs> I may just throw him on our buddy James's desk and start getting him reading again. All right, so that's what came out new this week. Does I got one. I got one. You got one? You got yeah, one? The Crisis on Infinite Earths hardcover yes. box set. I did see that as well. Yeah, I, I, it, it's a lot more than I can afford, but it seems pretty sweet. So 14 volumes with, uh, with Case, first printings. Crisis on Multiple Earths, volumes one through six. Uh, Crisis on Infinite Earths, Crisis on Infinite Earths, All-Star Squadron, Green Lantern, Justice League, Legends, Infinity Inc., Superman, and Crisis on Infinite Earths, Behind the Crisis. It sounds like it's a pretty uh, pretty awesome collection. So it has all those issues that had the uh, the tie-in issues. All the well. tie-ins as well as the stuff leading up to it, you know, the various, you know, Justice League crossover, Justice League, Justice Society crossovers over the years. Oh, wow. What was a what was the dollar value on that? Uh cover price, a mere $500. Oh, that's the mere pittance. Yeah. And what book was this again? This is the uh, the Crisis on Infinite Earths uh, hardcover box set. Okay, wow. wow, that's good. So you know what else came out um, a couple weeks ago? I'll take two. And this is um, this is not comic book related, but it's so cool that they did this that I have to mention it. I grew up in all those Godzilla movies from Toho Productions. Mm. Um, last week, maybe two weeks ago, they dropped the Godzilla Blu-ray collection, all 15 films. Oh, wow. As well as a hardcover um, Godzilla book. Oh, wow. Godzilla. Is that 500 bucks too? Yeah, yeah. It's not, it's, it, well, actually, I think it was only like 180 I know it was just expensive enough that when I looked at it, I'm like, uh, I can't get that. But I tell you what. So last month for Halloween, AMC was showing the Godzilla flicks. They were showing them every night, three in, you know, three each night, and they started from the very first fifty-five or fifty-nine with Frank and Burr, nice. and they showed three that Friday and three the next Friday. Unfortunately, by the time I found out about it, it was the last week of October, uh, oh, and and the announcer telling us, and I'm sitting here kicking myself, going, "Damn it, I've missed them." But I sat down and was watching. Godzilla versus Megalon, My favorite. Uh, Godzilla versus Mechagodzilla, Terra Mechagodzilla, and I'm sorry, Enos, but I was sitting there watching them, and I was like, yeah, these things don't hold up well at all. Oh, come on. <laughs> you knew going into them they were going to be terrible. Uh, look, the, nah, <laughs> they were probably but, but, terrible but back the then. one that, that to me that's, that smelled was King Kong versus Godzilla. That was the lamest oh, yeah, cause King, King Kong, Kong costume i've ever seen well he looks so life. evil in it yeah too. well and you have to understand when you watch a movie like this what you're watching it for i went to go see pacific rim with our buddy eddie that's right. such a great movie i knew going into that movie that i was not going to get an academy award winning movie with a great plot line i was going to see giant monsters <laughs> fighting giant robots <laughs> yeah and that's all i wanted and i got, got that and I loved it. But so he, the Godzilla movies, though, and they even tell you this when I was watching AMC that night, is that you had to take them for what they were by that time. And it was 
they were movies made for kids, which is I started thinking about. Yeah, that's why I love them so much because I was a kid when I saw exactly. them. When I go into an old Godzilla movie, I want to see Godzilla destroying Tokyo I don't, with cruddy special effects because it's so old. And nothing, as long as I get that, I'm fine. Nothing is ever going to beat the two little Japanese elf girls that sang to the moth. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> do you remember what I'm talking about? I think so. Yeah, I think I do. I think I do. Watch Godzilla. I think it's Godzilla versus Moth. Have you that. seen the original King Kong? Oh yeah, of course. Oh, when he gets that big, where they had the close up with them, that big ball. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you gotta love King Kong. Though. That's that's <laughs> why. Yeah, that's why people watch it still. Yeah, yeah. 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 Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. And on that note, Enos, who brought your show? You got our special guest for the week. I do. Let's see if you guys can break them out, out the closet. Who they are? Break Flashback the- comics. Ah, yes. Tonight's episode of Lost in the Long Box is brought to you this evening by Flashback Comics, located on 3112 PS Business Drive, just off Smoketown Road in Woodbridge, Virginia. Their hours are Monday through Saturday, 10 a.m. to 6.30 p.m., and Sundays from 11 a.m. to 5 p.m. They have a great array of new comics, back issues, trade paperbacks, toys, and statues. When you go to visit, tell Troy Lost in the Long Box sent you. Do not wait. Roll out and go to Flashback Comics. Dude, that is the best Anne Margaret I've heard in a long time. Jackie. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So it is show and tell time. This is actually starting to get to be one of our more popular segments. Um, I know our guy, I love it. Our guy uh, Buddy James there, who's um, watching and listening, is always telling me about these. So, continuing with Randall's theme of the beautiful Batman. Batmans <laughs> and detectives that were given to him, I got a ton of these, so we're, they're going to be lasting me for a few weeks. Batman 291. Oh, that's a pretty book. I'm telling you, these, these, these books she handed me were May just he burn in hell. freaking fantastic. Chroma key. Oh, sorry. As you can see, another who is guilty? Fantastic, great, gorgeous book. There. Absolutely gorgeous. And book. then right after that, Batman two ninety two. Another. I mean, who who would believe that the Riddler killed the Batman? That's what right? I want to know. Yeah, I don't see that. But just the fact that she gave me these books in, in this beautiful condition, and I've somehow managed to not screw them up after all these years. Yeah, yeah these are pretty those, books. Yeah, they are. Man, they look fantastic. So, all right, and then moving right along, moving right, right along. along. Okay, Tommy, we're going to let Tommy open this and read it because the sexism on this thing is hysterical, even though I do love the cover. I do need to apologize to you ladies out here watching and listening to this because this is kind of bad. Detective Comics 371 <laughs> featuring Batgirl's costume cutoff. Batgirl, get over here. Help us. We've got a problem. Costume and Batgirl cut-ups? is saying, cut-ups. saying, is, I have a bigger one. A run in my tights. <laughs> and it's great because when you go inside this, it gets even better. Go ahead. They open that double down. Up. Hand me that and let me, let me uh, double down. I think down our video just died. Oh, video died? Yeah. I'll bring it back up real quick. Yeah. When you, when you go inside, they double down on this. They double it, down on the sexism. It, it is just wow. Just wow. Let me get it open here to the, to the right spot and read it. Uh, hold up. Wait for the <clears> – trying to get the video to come back up. Okay. Now, have you got a camera on your side? Y'all, you do have a camera, so we'll use yours. 
and has an elongated man backup story. I've not read. I have not read this whole thing yet, but I just kind of skimmed. You through know, it. I I find when I buy those older Silver Ages, I've also had just started reading the main story and not reading the backups. What mm-hmm. are you showing? Ouch! Oh, you got another one too. Rebag and board it so we can get this sticker off of it, and we'll show it next week. All right, all right, we're back up on. And we're on back. YouTube. All right, so. I don't know how if, if you guys can see this real well or not. Dang it. But does that dang it mean no one at backup? Yeah, we are back up. I just I need to fix it. Oh, okay, gotcha. All right. So it reads suddenly black girl's back girl sides to slides to a halt, lifts her leg. Back girl, get over here, help us. We've got a problem. I have a bigger one, a run in my tights. Back girl extending her shapely leg, she studies the jagged tear while lawbreaker's eyes eyes stare admirably. Admiringly, what a pair of wait, wait, wait! This is where it gets good. This is where it gets good. What a pair of gams! Wow! I don't know what gams are. I'm assuming that's legs. I have never heard that before. It says, taking advantage of the leggy diversion, Batman and Robin pour it on their assailants, smashingly, irresistibly. Batgirl's femininity has given us a break this time. Wow! As Batgirl hurls herself into the fray, nice recovery, Batgirl. You're in the groove again. Uh-huh. Wow. See, that just shows you they were being written by men for Four boys. Yes. <laughs> right. Tell me about that. And apparently it goes on to find out that Batgirl got the run in her tights on purpose so that she could distract this is the issue assailant. 67? This is 67, yes. Yeah. I, I gotta, I'm going to have to find a copy of that one. Yeah, and this that, is amazing. That, that book is actually as old as I am. Now, not to be outdone, keeping with the horrible sexism, Let's get into a little blindfold slash bondage as we have Detective 363 with a blindfolded Batgirl. <laughs> and Batman telling her to take off her blindfold. She's about to see his uh, unmasked face. Oh, there we go. Do they have to go through all this? That's, that's, that's a whole other seduction and innocent right there. And what is Robin saying on the cover? Batman, don't. Her life in yours won't be worth a plugged nickel if the underworld knows she has that information. A plugged nickel. A plugged, plugged nickel. Plugged nickel? What is a plugged? No, it says plugged. Oh. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I'm not familiar with that. I know the term was supposed to be plugged nickel, but this is plugged. That's that is another great book there, book. too. Who's Some that? Awesome. Huh? Whose who's book is that? Milton Zenus. He had it sitting in That's his in bag. Really good condition. Um, and then we have another one. This, this is a key, key book. Um, this is um, part of the, this is not the start of it, but it's part of the whole Hard Traveling Heroes, right? Um, Green Lantern, Green Arrow, number 85, where we find out that Speedy is a junkie. Oh, Yeah, buddy, you got me tonight. There's yeah. no CCA on that, baby. That's a winner right there. Yep. You yep. got me tonight. That's a winner right there. Because um, that, is, that is actually a sought-after book. Yeah. It says junkie right on the cover. Right. Mm. I mean, very taboo at the time. Well, and they were making That's a statement. A they were trying to educate America's youth about, you know, the the horrors of heroin and cocaine and marijuana and what have you. So, but yeah, this this is actually a, a collector's item. People look for this thing at cons everywhere. Oh, yeah. Um, and while, like I said, while it's not the start of the um, hard-traveling heroes, it is part of that whole arc. But what, what kind of jerk like Green Lantern is going to be like, try to say, hey, you know, you think you're so awesome. What about that? Like, right. Why did, you, why did you speak to him, Green Lantern? Right. Well, remember, to to Roy? well, see, here's the thing, too. Remember, this was back in that era when Green Arrow was hate the man, down with the government, yeah. you know, everything very, very is wrong, and Green yeah. Lantern's yeah. telling him, you have all the answers, how do you answer this one? Yeah. He goes, this is everybody's, you know, drugs is everybody's problems, not just this right. wing and that wing. Yeah, that's a pretty book there, Enos. And then nice. Madman, 
I am um, envious. I will not lie. <laughs> continuing his trend, brought in brought in Justice League number ninety one. Um, I like this is actually a great cover. Flash is dead. Yeah, Which one cover. of us will be next? Yeah, that's another one of those Earth one, Earth two things. It's uh, it's interesting because ninety two, ninety one. What is that? Ninety one mm-hmm. is when they went up to twenty five cents on the cover price. Yep, only twenty five cents. Bigger and better. And they had like a second backstory. Yes. To make it bigger and better. Hey, um. Instead James, of actually increasing the story length. Yeah, James wants to know how much that uh, that Green Lantern Green Arrow book is worth these days. Ah, mm. oh, which which well, number is it again? What? It's uh, uh, it's um, it's number eighty-five. In in good con- oh, that's not. I started to give Scott's book, a Madman's book, away there. No, you can't give it away. That one's mine. Well, I was about to put it to Enos's collection. Then I remembered. Oh, this is not Enos's book. So By the of, way, what kind of condition do you think that's in, Enos? That's a fair. That's, that's a fair. fair. Uh, let's see here. Because I bought it. I think I bought this in '86. No, no, '87. So, by the way, you listeners, while Tommy is looking that up, if you haven't been to our Patreon page and donated, we do um, special videos that you can only see by being a, a patron. And we're going to be filming a really great one tonight that's going to be up in a couple of days. So I would really suggest if you want to see that, um, g- going up there and, and donating to our patron. Enos, knock it off! <laughs> yeah, it looks like, looks like it's going for about, it looks like, a, you know, in... in um, and very fine. It's going for about 140 bucks. Yep. According to ComicsPriceGuide.com, which does have a tendency to to go on a little bit on the low side. Exactly. So, right. so keep that in mind. Sorry, guys. As I'm sitting here talking, I turn around and Enos is showing a, another fine Silver Age book at me, and that's why he, that's why he's derailing me over here. You, you know, we do have a save subject. it for next week, buddy. We do have a subject we want to get to eventually. Right? I, you, you got that's all right. right. Okay. I, I told y'all that I was going to go in my storage bin and raid my lawn boxes. And so I could compete with y'all because I haven't been able to really. I couldn't touch Madman. I couldn't touch Madman. So I said. I think you got the win tonight, though. Yeah, Yeah, that that was a good one. All right, so get to tonight's subject: antiheroes. The 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 guys and girls who do good, but they're not really a hero. Right. Um, We wouldn't qualify as a hero. So I'm going to start with Enos, so I can just get his damn hands out of his own bag (laughs) playing with his books. Who do you got for antiheroes? Oh my, my all-time favorite, Deathstroke. Oh, thank God. I thought you were going with the other D character. Nah. Uh, no, yeah. hell no. I was going to say, guys, when we talk about these antiheroes, keep in mind, this mm, this is not like a top ten list. This is not um, <coughs> the list of everyone's favorites. These are our favorites. So don't send us hateful email if we didn't mention a character you like, i.e. Deadpool. Yeah, because we're, uh-huh. we're probably not going to talk about it. He's probably not going to be on anyone's yeah. list. No. As Blinging on in Living Color would say, don't get mad. So <laughs> so you you mentioned, what are you doing there, EK? Anyway, so Deathstroke Terminator, Teen Titans issue two. Yes, sir. All, and he's been a, one of the greatest characters ever since. That's when DC really upped their game with uh, their villains. So, yeah, I, I, I know he's got his own comic and he's kind of been doing you know, the anti-hero thing, but I will always see him as a villain. So so would I, but he's but he's cool. Oh yeah, he's, he's one of the best cool. villains out and, there. And 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 the reason why I like him, he is a um, he is was he is to modern comics what the shadow was to the pulp. The shadow looked like a villain, but he was a hero. Deathstroke looks like a superhero, but he's actually a villain. Yeah. And that's what and that's what drew me to him, and he was the inspiration for the look of 
my character, hopefully, which will hopefully one of these days will get published. And I expect a 2000. And, uh, but he's ever since I read him and teen, read about, you know, got a, got a real in depth story on him. I can't remember what it was, but I have it in this bag, I think. Um, where you got a little more in depth story. No, the Judas contract uh, oh, yeah. storyline when they did his origin and everything. His origin made him that much cooler to me. Oh yeah, he's he's always been one of their better characters. Right. Um, I mean, he's right up there with Joker and Lex Luthor and, and Darkseid. He he is one of their classic villains. But he does a lot of times step over that gray line. Right. It's like. You know, he'll take a contract, but if he sees something that he can't agree with in a contract, he's like, I'm not going to do this right? type of deal. So, Tommy, who do you got? Well, I think we got to go back to one of the big daddies of, of anti-heroism, and that's the Punisher. Yes, Frank Castle. You, you, can't, you can't talk about anti-heroes without talking about Frank Castle. Absolutely. Uh, right. Making his debut in Amazing Spider-Man 129 in 1974. Remember, too... Um, they changed that character a lot since yeah, his inception did. because he was crazy when he yeah. broke Yes, he, yeah. was. he was. He was. Yeah. You know, you know, and he went nuts because, you know, his, his family was murdered. And that's, you know, why that, he that, became the Punisher. That would probably do it. That would do it. Yeah. So. Well, well and you got to figure, you know, he was, you know, he was in, he was in Nam originally. Right. I mean, I'm sure yep. that's, that's been retconned now, obviously, because, you know, you can't have a, have him running around having been in Nam in, 19, in 2019. He'd right. be like, you know, 70 years old. Right. But, you know, you know, he's in Nam, so I'm sure there was, there was some problems from PTSD from that. Right. And then this happens. I mean, it makes perfect sense. But, you know, he's had, what, three movies and a TV show? Right. right, on top of everything else, and then fantastic TV show. If you and ever then there's also Netflix show. There's also news uh, rumored that they're going to be doing an R-rated Punisher as a way of launching an R-rated MCU. Yeah, cool. Yeah. I'd like if they're going to do that, then they need to bring uh, uh, John, John Bernthal back, back yeah. as the Punisher. He's right. he's been the best one to date. It's hands down. What I love about the Punisher, if you read the uh, first issue of the miniseries that was written, that was drawn by Mike Zeck in 1985. The opening, the opening page just tells you how bad the Punisher is. The Punisher is sentenced to prison. He's walking into prison, and usually the inmates howling about fresh meat and be mouthing after him. They walk in. Everybody is scared shut, to death. Shut up, yeah. Everybody <laughs> shut up. Like, shut up, shut up. It's the Punisher. Shut up. And, then, and, then, and Punisher's walking in with his fist like this, and he's like, and he's just looking from side to side like these shackles ain't going to stop me from killing you. Say something. And that's what I like about the Punisher. If he, he stri- he's kind of like he's Batman without the, without the cape and cow. All he has to do is show up and strike fear in people. But do you guys remember in Civil War where he did something that pissed off Captain America, and Captain America beat the hell out of him. And he didn't fight. He wouldn't back. fight back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah well, because he idolized him. Because because he because there, like you said, there are points that that um he doesn't go beyond, and he respected the hell out of Captain America and would not fight him back. And Cap whooped his. I mean, he put some cracks on the Punisher. Well, he respected Captain America because he's Captain America. America. That's right. Steve well, Rogers, stood for people. something. But remember, Steve Rogers. keeping in the, the time frame of the character, he also knew that Cap was a veteran like him. Yeah. Right, right, right. So, uh, also, there's a really great cover, and I don't remember which issue it is because I didn't read Cap, but there's a really great cover of them squaring off. Remember where uh, 
Punisher has got his foot on Cap's shield. Frank Miller art. And pointing his gun at him, I'm like, yeah, come get it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yep. He's got his foot on top of his shield, on top of a skyscraper. The um, Punisher is like, um, got his foot on top of Cap's shield, and he's got his machine gun at him like, now what? Yeah, I know exactly what, which one you're talking about. That's a sweet cover. Yeah, yeah, I've got that one. Frank, that was one of the first, um, that was Frank Miller that did the artwork for that. Mm -hmm. Yep. Never read it. Didn't read Captain America. All right, so I got a great anti-hero here. Rick Flair. You, Rick Flair? <laughs> no. Okay, hey, you're fired. What do we said? What do we said about wrestling on this show? <laughs> What's with that? What are you doing over That's there? That's the four horsemen symbol, baby. No, you can't I've, bring up hey, Rick look, Flair without showing this. No, okay, so Tommy and Ennis have both Excellent. been fired from Lost in a Long Box. If you would like to be a co-host, please email me at lostinalongbox at gmail.com and give me your qualifications. Um, I might be doing this show solo for a few weeks until I replace them. Um, okay. No, I, I said that because of the, because how you all decked out Dove and I. All right. So my anti-hero that I got listed here, um, the one and only Prince Namor, the Submariner. Oh, yeah, yeah. the king. Yes. Yeah. The um, king of the anti-heroes. The, the thing that I really like about him is he constantly is just like, I don't care about the affairs of man. Just stay out of Atlantis and, and everything will be fine. Exactly. Yeah, he's and the first like, don't want none, right. don't be none. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and he, and Madman brought up a good point. He's yeah. actually the first anti hero. Yeah. That's um, why I said the king, though. He was the, he was the first of them. But he's a prince, not a king. Uh, right. I know that. There you go. <laughs> well, doesn't he later become king? Huh? Ah, yeah, he later becomes king, doesn't he? King right, he does. he does. He does. But it was so great because it was always like uh, the whole reason he even shows up the first time is to tell, you know, the first surface world, look, we got a problem. You're dumping all your crap in my ocean. Um, and it was fine until the fact that I get up and swing through Atlantis and I'm finding your Coke bottles drifting through my water. Um, Reasonable so, yep. grievance. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> and then, of course, he meets Sue Richards. And it's like, well, now hold the phone. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Like, Hello. Maybe there is something uh, the, about the man's world that I should pay attention to. Maybe it's her gams. But I don't know. I always like the fact that he pretty much stays to himself. He'll do the thing that needs to be done, the right thing, when it's threatening Atlantis as well. When it's in his, when it's in the best if interest it's just of gonna, Atlantis. If it's just going to wipe out you know, the surface world, I don't care. It means I get to reclaim some of that land for later. Um, his best moment, did you read um, the Jonathan Hickman run of New Avengers when they were getting to the occursions just before they set up um, the, the Secret Wars? So this is so fantastic. Recall. So in the Hickman run on New Avengers, um, they had the Illuminati, which if you've ever right. read that, the Illuminati was Reed Richards, um, Professor Xavier, Professor Xavier, Tony Stark, Tony Stark, Namor, Thor. and... Um, who am I missing? Iron I Man. Th uh, it was Iron Man. So their whole thing was they were doing just like the real Illuminati. They were pulling the strings behind the scenes so that the other heroes in the rest of the world wouldn't know when they manipulated things to their advantage. So when we find out about the encouragements and how you have all these Earths from all these other universes suddenly showing up in the same space, obviously only one of them can occupy the same space. So they said, well, we need to make sure that it's our Earth. Right. So they make a device that if it happens, when the incursion does take place, we will get it on their earth, and we'll just destroy it. And he goes, millions will die, but it won't be our millions type thing, right? So which is already a really insidious plan to begin with. But when the moment comes, and they're there, now they have a device in their hand, and none of them will push the button. Because <laughs> they're like, well, do we really want to do this? I mean, I know what we said, but we're talking about killing millions of people, so like, 
you know, Reed Richards is arguing about it. And I think Captain America's involved. I think he finds out about this. Mm -hmm. Right, right. Because Captain America's part of the Illuminati. And Reed Richards is like, well, we can't do this. There has to be another way around this. And Tony Stark's like, Reed, this is the only way you know it. Well, as they're arguing, Namor's just like, oh, for God's sake. <laughs> and, <he's> <laughs> <laughs> and I was just like, wow. And they all look at him like, let's face it, none of you were going to do it, and it had to be done. So that was a great, I'm going to have to go back and reread this. Wow. Yeah, yeah, I, I remember that now that you mentioned it. I do remember that now that you mentioned it. So it was probably uh, one of the best Avengers run was the Hickman stuff. So mm -hmm. I was actually going to sell those, but I think maybe I'll just go ahead and keep those runs now and get and sell the other ones. All right, Antihero, who do you got? Oh, wow. You know, but basically, you've taken every one that I've had. But there's, Okay, there's a huge one out there that you're missing. Oh, well. I got one. Um, I'm, uh, well, hang on. You know what? You lost your opportunity. Madman? Ghost Rider. Yes, I see. Okay. I, there's oh. great. He's not the one I'm thinking of, but yeah. uh, I got an idea who who you're talking about. I like because uh, you cheated and read my notes. No, I didn't. <laughs> no, I didn't. I always liked the concept of Ghost Rider, but I thought it was never done correctly. I gotta agree with you on that. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. I've never got into Ghost Rider comics, but it is a great concept. I never liked the it spirit as an of ongoing engines. character. I didn't like that it was attached to a human person. I didn't like that. I'd rather it just be this. Spirit like, of Vengeance. A Spirit of Vengeance that appears on like long stretches of highway, like in the like uh, Southwest right. United States and stuff right, like that. Right, right. And sometimes it's a guy on a motorcycle, skeleton on a motorcycle. Sometimes it's a guy in a, uh, a what, ghost caper on a horse, and you you don't know who you're gonna get. You know, it could be one or the other. You know I what? Could if they had stuck like with that, that, that I think that would have could really contributed to the uh, character's longevity. You're absolutely right about that because mm -hmm. the first. Ghost Rider was actually a Western hero that was on a that was dressed in all white, wore a cape, and rode a white horse. That was the only redeeming quality of the Nicolas Cage series. Yeah, Sam Johnny Elliott is on the motorcycle and the white rider beside him. That, and nice. I mean, who better than Sam Elliott, man? Well, yeah, He's Sam Elliott, ultimate cowboy. He's pretty much gritting anything he does. So yeah, I mean, man, everything he touches turns to gold. Right. Well, because, maybe not Ghost Rider, like, but well, he was great. Like in Hulk? It. Yeah, I mean, he, he, was, he made a believable General Ross. <laughs> That's true. He darn sure made a. Uh, I, I liked him as General Ross better than I did William Hurt because William Hurt, I wanted to kick him straight down. But you know what? I think that was kind of the point, though. Yeah. Best Sam Elliott ever is always going to be Roadhouse. Oh, yeah. He <laughs> kicks we, the guy. That sure does hurt, <laughs> that <bro. hurt. laughs> I love that. <laughs> All right. So, but yeah, so Madman, you have a great point. So you know how Marvel has that Captain Universe character who right. shows up when you're rich needed and just takes whoever he needs to. Yep. Right. That would be a great concept for Ghost Rider, you know. Spirit well, of Vengeance shows up, takes whoever's available. I, I would rather it's not a person at all. No human is involved at all. Well, it has the Spirit of Vengeance. Spirit of Vengeance. I would want to have some type of conduit that brings it through to the world, though. Boring. Yeah, I, I kind of agree with with Madman. I think we just have the spirit show up when he's needed, and when when and they, then he goes. I will say that when they redid the series with the Dan Ketch version, that's that got me more into Ghost Rider than the Blaze, the run with Johnny Blaze. Yeah. So, do you remember when they relaunched Ghost Rider? I want to say maybe mid to late '80s, and it had the one with the glow in the dark cover. Yeah, <laughs> I mm -hmm. did. I did oh, not yeah. with the skull on it. Yeah. Well, yeah. Randall did not know that was a glow in the dark cover. Oh. 
<laughs> so I would read in my comics, and I swear to God, this just to be like perfect. It was sitting on top with the the of, of my pile of comics with the light to bed oh, on no. the whole night. I got ready for bed. I turned off the light and I laid down. And I woke up at one point, and there was this glowing skull, and I jumped out of bed, it's and it was like, what there. the oh, F? No. And then I turned on the light, and there's like that effing Ghost Rider comic. <laughs> it's the penance stare. It's the penance stare. Oh, no. The spirit oh. of vengeance. And I went back to my comic shop. The following week says, you know that damn Ghost Rider's glowing in the dark? He's like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know how I found out? <laughs> I peed my Take pants last night. Yes. Dude, try, I, waking I, up at, try waking up at 3 in the yeah, morning and having that damn thing staring back at you. Had you going to the comic shop sounding like Gilbert Godfrey. Do you know what that sounds like? <laughs> All right. So, anti-heroes. Huge one you're missing. Batman. There you go. He's got it. Because of the simple fact, though he is on the side of law and order, you got to remember Batman's primary motivation is not to uphold the law. It is to seek justice. Right. And that and that means by any means necessary, he's going to see that justice is done. And that is and I think that's arguably why he is as popular as he is and he's basically sorry folks hate to say this, but it's the truth. That's why he's DC's cash cow. He is. I think I, I- was it the Untold Legend of Batman? I can't yes. remember where he was in college, where he tells a story about yes, when he was in college. Yes, that's it. Right. And uh, the the professor in his law school, because at that point he was training to become a police officer. Right. And then uh, there was this uh, uh, hypothetical situation in his law class where it said, like, you know, two guys steal a car, you know, uh, and they start going on a joyride. At, like, at some point during this joyride, one of the guys wants to get out of the car. The other guy won't let him, and then they hit somebody. All right? Is is the a person who wanted to get out of the car responsible for the murder? Right, and and by the law, yes, he is. Right, and then the Bruce Wayne's arguing back with the professor, saying, that "Is that, that justice? That's not justice." He said, "No, but it's the law." Yeah, and so and that's what like uh, caused him to change his mind from cha- becoming a police officer to becoming a uh, vigilante, an antihero, right, and a he, costumed crime fighter, right, and he also chump. and he also this is. Um, if you look in the uh, one-shot Secret Origins uh, trade paperback, there was a story: the man who falls. It was one of the last works of um, last work that Dick, the late great Dick Giordano, did in regard to his origin, where we find out about the um, how he found the Batcave and everything. And um, there was um, there was one where he. Uh, this is a very little known fact, but Batman went to the FBI Academy and he got all the way to almost graduating where something happened. And he saw that being even being an FBI agent, there was going to be something that was going to keep him from seeking justice, from seeing that justice is served. And and he knew that, and it was at that time that he knew that he was going to have to, if he was going to fulfill his commitment, he was going to have to go outside of the law. Right, absolutely. And there's tons and tons of stories uh, where he's had to make the decision. I think if you look at the Batman history with uh, the whole being trained by uh, Talia and uh, the League of Assassins and and his college years, they figured out that he leaves home around 18 and he doesn't come back till he's 30. Right. He, he spends 10 years of his life doing nothing but training. So... And, and it's funny because every time you mention Batman, people go, oh, no, he's a hero. I'm like, no, he's, no, he's not. not. Yeah. He operates outside the law. Well, truth be told, I've read um, there was 
and it's funny that we talked about this earlier in the show, there was an issue of Wizard Comics that did a profile on him. And the opening sentence, and the, only, the opening sentence, Batman is a terrorist. <laughs> yeah. And in essence, I think I remember you, that article. If you really think about it and you look at him, look at his methods, his MO, what he does, and his motivation. It's domestic yeah. terrorism, yeah. 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 Um, quite um, Even Superman has admitted that Batman is, 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 has the potential for being dangerous far more than he could ever imagine. Right. There's tons of Elseworld stories where he oh, is. Some oh, of the yeah. best stories is when um, Kal-El always tells Bruce, I don't agree with your methods, but I have to admit you get it done. You get it done. Tommy, who you got? Antiheroes. Um, the next one we're going to go with is Catwoman. Stick, sticking in the Bat family. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. Although I would kind of, mm, I would kind of maybe. She's on the villain side. Yeah, she's still a little on the villain side, but right. she does do good things. She does um, heroic deeds. I, I would, I would put her fifty fifty. <laughs> well, she's kind of like she is. And um, a point I wanted to bring about Deathstroke earlier. One of the things that I think that has contributed to Deathstroke's success is that DC never, never eliminates him from opportunities where you see him as the villain. Right. They never stop doing that. They they they, they keep him true to the core, even though there are situations where even the um, one of the, the the best thing about him is he has a code of honor. There's a line that he's not going to cross. If it's, if it's not something that he believes in or what have you, he's not going to do it. And that's what breaks. That's what breaks brings out the heroine. But Catwoman is like, she's a great heroine, but I love it when they never take her fully away from being uh, a villain. Oh, I, yeah, she's going to take what she wants. I loved when they were doing the whole marriage thing with Batman right. 50 that she stole her wedding dress. Yeah. <laughs> of course. <laughs> You'd expect nothing else. Because the whole issue is talking about how Bruce would not be happy. <laughs> what do you right. expect? Nothing else. She's got to steal it. Right. She's, she she wouldn't be Catwoman. Okay, no, no, hang on. She, she didn't have to steal it. Bruce could have easily Lip paid on. for it. Yeah. Well, yeah, he could have easily paid for it, but it wouldn't be Catwoman <laughs> right. if she didn't right. steal it. Right. Yeah. I mean, she's, I, like I said, she's about 50-50. She's not a, a horrible person. She does the right thing most of the time. But, right. but, but like Deathstroke. But she, it has to meet her method. It has it has to meet yeah. her end justifies the means. If it's not beneficial to her, she's not doing it. Right. Is, is she gonna save the child? Yes. Is she gonna go burglarize that house afterwards? Yep, yep. probably. She sure is. <laughs> yep. She saves the kids. Like, your mom got any jewelry? Yeah. <laughs> yep. What you got in here in this jewelry box? Exactly. Yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Mad man, you got any more antiheroes? Oh, I'm trying to. Because I got another great one. You got gonna love. Yeah. You go ahead. I I got. I, I think I, I'm out. I'm so, out. I, I'm gonna give you this one. And you guys will argue it with me until you think about it. And I'm going to show a little love to the women out there, especially since their movie's coming, The Birds of Prey. I agree with you. Yeah. With Zantana and um, Zatanna, po- Poison, Huntress. Poison Ivy, Huntress, uh, Oracle. Uh, they are definitely antiheroes because think about it. All their jobs have always been the download things that even Batman's not taking on or right. handling. Right. Black Canary. Black yes, Canary yes. Black Canary is one of them too. Yes, right. yes. And she's always she's been right up there with Green Arrow as far as uh well, you know, uh what what's that the line out of cutting knowledge cutting edge? Legalo no legalos, gray area type yeah, of thing. Yeah, yeah. So the the fact that you're grinning means you've seen that movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've always liked the birds of prey. Uh so 
That, yep, that was one I had to bring up too as we were talking about it. So, you know, I didn't put birds of prey on here, but we ought to do that. Um, so, all right. That's who I have. We're, got, we're running actually short, but that's, that's fine. Oh, we got some more. We got some more. Oh, you got somebody else? Yeah. Oh, go um, ahead. You know, it's not one that I, I read much anymore. I, I think I have like probably the first 25 issues of the series because uh, it came out in the 90s. We got we to gotta go with Spawn. Yeah. <laughs> Why? I mean, what? Yeah, Spawn. <laughs> got his, pow- got his powers from. into the category, I guess. Yeah, he does. I mean, you guys, he's an agent of hell. Came back, you know, after his, after, you know, to see his wife after but he was murdered the, for being an assassin. But here's the thing. Spawn straight up starts as looking to get revenge on his killer. Yes. That, 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 see, that's why I'd classify him as evil. Yeah. That, to me, that's yeah. villain. A criminal. Well, he starts out that way, but he, he becomes, you know, a hero and does the right thing. I, I feel Spawn is in this. Mm. I've got one. All right. The hang darkness. On, hang on, hang on. I love the, the fact darkness. that Tommy's all hurt over there. <laughs> we don't like Spawn. The darkness isn't that okay. I don't remember the character. It's uh, isn't that an it's image, an image title? I right, it's image. Uh, it is yes yeah, from from the top cow imprint. Darkness and Batman. Oh, I do remember Darkness now. Yes. Yeah, he was a hit man. He was a hit man for the mob, and he gets these mystical supernatural powers, and he uses it to take on, and he uses it to fight evil when he's evil himself. Okay. His name was name was Jane. Was his name was I think his name was um, Jaime Estacado. Wow. Okay. Oh, poor guy. <laughs> Did his his mother hate him. him? Yeah. Right. <laughs> it, it, it was Jamie or or um, I, I, no, it's either Jaime or Jackie Estacado. He was he was That's a better. Latino I'd, dude. Yeah, I'd pick a nickname if my name was Jaime. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Rhymes with Hyman. That's the problem. And so and, and his friend can put that up. Oh, oh! You see the camera, don't you? You see where it is, right? Yeah, right. Okay. Yeah, I, I, as you can see, um, this guy is just pure, purely. Yeah, is he's got this evil thing about him, but it's like um, he's a bad guy, and he's made even better by evil forces, and he tries to use those evil forces for good. And Mark Silvestri, who has done some great art on Batman for Batman Black and White. Matter of fact, he did the art on the shirt that I'm wearing. Did a one shot um, with uh, with DC teamed up with Top Cow and brought Batman and the, the Darkness and Batman together. Excellent book. I, yeah, it's a pretty cover, if nothing else. I gotta admit, I never read The Darkness, but that was back in the day when I was uh, prejudiced against Image. Yeah. And, and top count on all those offshoots. Because yeah, you hated image. Well, we used to make the joke you couldn't read an image comic. You could look at the pretty yeah, pictures, right. but the you picture, couldn't yeah, read Yeah, yeah. Which honestly was not far off. That's true. Right. Well, it, was, it wasn't a lie, gentlemen. The, the, the most readable book they had was Savage Dragon. Right. Which still has the original creator and writer going on it. God Eric bless you, Eric Larson. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, and Image is actually now one of my favorite companies. Mm-hmm. I, I tell people if you want to do a book that's outside of the regular superhero genre, take that to Image. So. Right, and you know a lot of them do that. A lot of the independents do, and not just Image. I mean, because you know it's it's the best thing for them to do. They're never going to compete in superhero to superhero with DC and Marvel. Well, right. I think that so. Image was created for the antihero movement. And it's like yeah. there's a lot right. of people who loved antiheroes in the mid '90s, and a lot of these artists and writers they wanted to get away from all these traditional boring <laughs> like uh, right. milk toast superheroes like Superman and stuff like that. And they all, and so when Image was created. You got like ninety percent of the characters were anti-hero type characters. Right? They had an edge to them, or, or or there was a dark side to them yep. that fueled who they were, and that was and that was and that's pretty. Some darkness is pretty cool. Everybody can't be um, 
all goody goody, man. Right. It's true. Yeah. Oh, I got another one for anti hero. Okay. The Green Hornet. Yes. Oh, yes, yes. absolutely. The yep. Green Hornet. Another an early example of anti-heroes. Right. Yeah, right. And, yeah, he goes back to the Namor days. Ah, uh, yes. The yeah. gr- and he was a wanted criminal in his book, wasn't he? Yes. Yes, because yes. he, he sold himself as a criminal so yeah. he can rob from right. other criminals. Yeah. He's kind of a brilliant yeah, um, <laughs> strategy. And, and guess who he's the direct descendant of? I don't know. The don't Lone know. Ranger. Huh. Huh. Oh, oh, really? Britt Reed. The lone, the lone Ranger. I mean, the real identity of the Green Hornet is actually the son of Dan Reed Jr., who was the great, who was the nephew of John Reed, the Lone Ranger, whose brother Dan Reed Sr. was among the Texas Rangers. Oh, who okay, was well, now that's a stretch. I mean, yeah, really. So, do you think he goes around bragging about that? <laughs> do you What's have it? like? I, I just see Enos's house right now, where he has this big poster up with this genealogy of like the Green Hornet. <laughs> no. no, no, it's a corkboard with a bunch of string, string wrapped, around, wrapped it. around it. I mean, this is yeah. That... Well, I just know the history of the character. <laughs> Apparently, yeah. all right, everybody, lay off Enos. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so guys, that's it for our, this episode. Remember the three magical words of the uh, internet there. Like, and share, and subscribe. subscribe for that's us. right. Um, we are on Facebook, facebook.com slash lost in a long box. You can always reach us at email, lost in a long box at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you guys. Remember, we also do have our Patreon account, patreon.com slash lost in a long box. Got some exclusive videos on there. Um, we're going to be filming another one tonight, which I cannot wait to get to. Madman's got his sister show, Shock Monkey Radio, every Tuesday night from 6 to 7 p.m. here on FXBG Public Radio. Tuesdays, on Tuesdays. Did I say, what did I say? Tuesdays, 6 to 7 p.m. And our sister companion show, ComicsOnline.com podcast, Mondays from 9.30 to 10.30. Remember, we got our Facebook sister groups out there that Enos is the admin of and runs. We got Batman yesterday, today, and forever. The realm of superheroes, comics, and pop culture. And gather together the greatest superhero teams. Don't make any more damn Facebook pages, Enos. Um, (laughs) And thank you guys for enabling us to surpass 700 Members, we are now approaching 800 rapidly. Awesome. Yes, I noticed we added a lot of members on that Batman page. There's like five waiting right now. Look, I added 15 Sunday. Also, two um, guys out there, both um, past and present service members. Monday is Veterans Day. Um, Enos. Badman, I'd like to thank you guys for your service. Thank you. And for Thanks you for men and women out there. Represent you. For yes. your men and women out there stealing the services, thank you for your sacrifices you make Appreciate every it. day. Um, so until next time, we're going to be down here wondering, who do I have to screw to get an Avengers Justice League X-Men Teen Titans team up? Oh, wow. Why? Because we're lost, lost in the, in the long box. Yes, we are. Thank Good you, guys. Night, everyone.